welcome to Optimize Your Lifestyle with me, Steph Clarkson. It's a place for wellness, brain training, life hacks and insights with me and my fantastic guests. Come on in. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Steph Clarkson. And I'm Richard Mason. Hello everyone. And welcome. So we've been away for a couple of weeks. We've had lots of busy things happening in our lives, which I will not reveal yet, but will be revealed soon. But something we have been consistently doing during that time to help us stay calm and focused is meditation. So that is the topic that we're going to talk about today, meditation. So I think it would be useful to start with our own personal experiences of meditation because I think most people have an idea of what meditation is but not necessarily how individuals use it. Um, so I'm going to ask you to begin with Richard, uh, what, how do you use meditation? What is that personal balance for you? Well, meditation is always something I've been intrigued by but uh, I haven't really practiced it much until we met um, mm. For me, it works as a tool for me just to make make myself stop. Yeah. Because uh, I have a very busy lifestyle, as we as we both yeah. do, um, and have an excuse to sit down and just stop and relax is is rare. So uh, I use this as a bit of a ten minute de stress and just to stop and have a break in my day. Yeah, and it can just be ten minutes, um, and that's the question, isn't it? You use the word; it's an excuse to stop, but often people don't see self care. Um, as something that they give themselves permission to stop for actually and you know you do hear that oh I don't really have time for this but anybody has five ten minutes in a day just to stop and do nothing so if you can tell us a little bit more Richard about actually what goes on in your mind um, during that ten minutes what's going on for you for me it's very simple Uh, I really enjoy being outside and in nature so uh, we're very lucky to live just a few minutes walk from the local park now, um, what I try and do is go to the park and sit on the grass or on the swing and just close my eyes mm. and listen to the sounds around me mm. for 10 minutes. Uh, and w- what do I think about? Everything. Uh, mm. and, th- and that's the problem for me sometimes, but it's, it's about drawing your attention back to the sounds and trying to zone that out. No, you will, you will think about various things, but... Uh, so what do you do at that moment when you catch yourself, when you realise that you know, you've been carried away by those thoughts? Uh, I try and notice something else in, in my environment that I can hear, mm. maybe something I haven't yet heard, or focus on something that I do like the sound of. So as an example, mm. it's not a popular one for everybody, but I quite enjoy just listening to the traffic go past. So just listening for the next sound of the car or what car that might be, and focusing on the sound that it makes on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because I'm a very sound person as well. And that's what I always used to do. Just actually sat um, on the bed, really, with the bedroom window open, listening to the traffic and the birds Mm. and even people chattering on the street. And just that idea of honing in on one of your senses, whether it's sight, whether it's sound, you know, even if you've got a nice cup of tea and you're just Mm. drinking that mindfully. So what do you do to help yourself meditate? Well, I've built up really over the years. Now, I do teach meditation and mindfulness and I'm a therapist and a Reiki master and all these things. So trance states and meditation is a big part of my life and what I do is my day job. Um, but I think when I first started properly with meditation, it was a gratitude meditation that really stuck with mm. me. Yeah, you do like um, that, yeah, yeah, I do. And I often tell this story, so I'm sorry if you know me and you've heard this before. Um, <laughs> but I used to have a 20-minute walk from my back door to work, which was at a college. And 
what I used to do in the morning is just say something I'm grateful for all the way on that walk. So I kind of meditated as I walked mm, and yeah. I would just say I'm grateful for the things, not out loud in my head, um, for the what I walk past. I'm grateful for the street lights. I'm grateful for the sound of children's voices because there was a primary school nearby. I'm grateful for dogs. There were always dog walkers in the park that I walked through. I'm grateful for the grass and blue sky, if it was a blue sky. And um, what I found over time was I was going into college in a much better mood and I'd have colleagues that would share these students with me and share these classes with me and, and say things, oh God, isn't that group a nightmare? And I'd often find myself going, no, actually, I, I get along with them really well. But I think it's because whenever I would see them, I'd spend 20 minutes just being grateful for all these things around me. So when I turned up, I was just in this really good mood and my perception was probably tainted in a pleasant way by that. So that was really the first time I realized the power of meditation because I used to do that in the morning as well, it was like my whole day um, was painted with, you know, roast into spectacles, if you like, or I, just, I was much more positive. I now do that as a practice. Um, I don't walk to work anymore. I'm lucky enough to work from home most of the time. So I met, that's kind of the sandwiched middle part of my practice. I start very much like you do, just being aware of my body in the room at that moment being aware of my breathing, any sounds in the room. I do sometimes have a cup of tea um, on my knee and I sometimes put music on so I can listen to the sound of the music as well. And I just spend the first five, sometimes 10 minutes grounding myself in the room and just bringing my awareness to the now. And sometimes that takes longer and sometimes I'm, I'm straight there with that. I'll then actually stop and write 10 things that I'm grateful for down in my notepad. And I've got this great notepad where every day I write 10 things and they can be really big things like Richard and the house that I live in and really small things like, you know, a new top that I bought that week. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter, it's kind of that principle of bringing a smile to your face. And then the last part of my meditation um, is kind of more law of attraction based really where I imagine and set goals for the future. So I think about what I want for myself, for us, family, health, and I just hold some crystals to my heart and just imagine that as if I was there doing that. And that's really good to get myself in a mindset for the day, motivated, raring to go, enjoying what I do and the day. And so, yeah, I kind of have three stages of meditation that generally work for me. Yeah, and I like that you touched on the fact that you were meditating while you were walking, because uh, since I'm exposed to this world now, uh, and I do tell people that even in my line of work, just sit down, stop for five, ten minutes, meditate. And they say to me, it's far too noisy to meditate. I'm far too busy to meditate. I can't get on my own. Mm. So, you know, the fact that it's important to know, you can go for a walk and meditate. Mm. You can watch your favourite television programme to some degree and meditate. You can meditate in a noisy room. Yeah, well, if you define meditation as having a single focus then you know cooking can be meditation yeah. or painting which is something I love or swimming and really it's just about not allowing your mind to go in 20 different directions but just on one so body scanning is a great method because you just go through the body bit by bit you can absolutely walk and meditate and I mean that reminds me with the noisiness um, I had a, one of my meditation students once say to me, you know, I can't meditate stuff because the dog makes a noise and it snores when it's asleep and it just distracts me. And I said, as silly as this sounds, next time you meditate, focus on all the little noises in the room and those snores and the noises that the dog's making is going to help you 
keep focus in that room mm, make yeah. the dog part of your meditation and you know she came back and said oh actually yeah that worked i kind mm. of did a sensory meditation yeah that's very true isn't it sometimes you've just got to accept what you do have or what you don't have and just work with that and, uh, and make it happen mm. whether it be five ten minutes in the shower or uh, mm. walk into the shop to get some milk uh work with what you've yeah. got and make make that the peaceful meditation that that you need yeah, absolutely. You know, washing up can be a meditation if you're mindfully noticing the feeling of the hot water on your hands or, you know, making dinner, like we said. If you tell yourself um, you need silence to do it, then, mm. you know, how much time when we have busy families, busy working lives, do we have silence? So if you really want to do this and be realistic with yourself, you have to work with it without the silence. And, and there's lots of ways of doing it. It's just getting into a mindset that simple things anything really can be a meditation if you bring your full attention onto it so i want to start meditation where do i start a good place to start is working with your breath but it's also the hardest place to start in many ways because it's kind of unusual to focus on your breath and it can be a little bit boring so while it's a great place to start because straight away you have the tools to meditate wherever you are because your breath is always with you actually something i love um, is to do guided meditations and to have somebody's voice kind of talk you through being on a beach or in a forest or a desert island and start by using escapism and the ability to just close your eyes and be somewhere else because partly this is really enjoyable most people really just like to do that and get away for a few minutes um, and you've got the voice to keep your attention it's a little bit like storytelling and then when you've kind of got into doing that it's a lot easier then to go back and to use the breath and the body and everything else we've been speaking about have you ever done any guided visualizations richard i have as you know uh, I've, been, I've been to your classes and your workshop yeah. day various times and done all, all sorts of meditations. I'm yeah. quite, quite clued up. Have you done any of that at mine? Uh, no, I don't really? think I have. No. Oh my God, Richard. No. You, you need to get on YouTube. Oh, I tell a lie. Actually, I have done uh, various things using, is it Headspace? Yes, the app? Headspace. Oh, good, yeah. good, good. Uh, and yeah. a really quick story, actually. <laughs> it's I, I used one to help me on there to help me with sleep. Yeah. And... This one was to listen to in bed, obviously, mm. and it said, uh, think of uh, 1,000 and then count down in your yeah. mind, 999, 998. Classic hypnotherapy technique. Uh, so, so I was very sceptical and I thought, there's no way this is going to work. Mm. And it said, before you get to one, you're going to yeah. be asleep. Yeah. But, nah, rubbish, rubbish. And I remember going 976 and then I woke yeah. up the next morning and I was very impressed. Distract the conscious mind. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, I'm very much a spiritual ilk sort of person. So I, I love the ones about angels and spirit guides and crystal healings and chakra healings and all that kind of thing. I'm more likely to listen to that, really. Um, but yeah, there's, there's plenty of apps. Calm's very good as well. Yes, um, Calm's good. Yeah, but it's, it's nice to start with somebody's voice. And quite often in my meditation classes, people would say, you know, I struggle to do it without your voice, actually. So if it's having somebody's voice, there to anchor me to keep bringing me back to the moment that really helps so there's no shame in starting with that until you sort of train your mind to a point where it's able to focus a bit more easily on its own because this is the thing in meditation it's a practice it's like learning an instrument you're not going to learn an instrument in a week or a few days of trying it it's going to take time and really we're untraining our mind um because all our lives we've been taught to focus on to multitask 
right? We go to school and we do five different subjects a day. Television's got seven different adverts. We're actually trained to do the opposite of meditate, which is to notice everything all at the same time. So it's going to take a while to train your mind and a guide using being guided by somebody else is a really good place to start helping you with that. And I would say if you do want to get started, I would seriously recommend uh, Steph Clarkson's YouTube channel. Oh, thank you. uh, and, and you'll discover what everyone's saying. Uh, your voice while you're recording a meditation is, is so soothing and relaxing. Yeah, I often so get please told... please do. Go and have a look at those. I often get told um, I put people to sleep very yes. easily. And, I, and yes. I try not to take that as an insult. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think they mean yeah, it Very nicely. much so, but let's not yeah. elaborate. Eh? Yeah, and I do have a masterclass that's just come out, which is free. Um, so do check that out. It's about a couple of hours and it takes you through breathing meditation mindfulness, uh, body-based meditation and guided meditation and that's at stephhartson.com if you just look on the courses tab. So I think it might be interesting just to share what people get out of meditating and like why are we meditating, what are we doing? Um, and if I can start by asking you that question, Richard, since you've been meditating, what do you think you gain from doing that? What do I get from meditation? With the exception of, it really does make me stop for 10 minutes, uh, with the exception of that, I believe it calms me down. It makes mm. me uh, see see life, if not just temporarily sometimes, but it makes me see life through a slightly different lens. So if I'm having mm. a particularly stressful day, I can remove myself from that situation or whatever it might be. And then it just it calms me down and makes me think about other things and takes my mm. attention to, onto other things. And even if I'm out walking or I'm sat in the park, which is something I do quite a lot, uh, just listening to the traffic go by, it will make me again appreciate what my environment and even like what you said mm. about having the the gratitudes. Like you're a big fan of this writing down the gratitudes. Yeah, I tend to do that quite a lot, but in my own head. Mm. So part of my meditation would be a, a bit like a gratitude in my head while I'm listening to these sounds, and it yeah. just makes me feel much much calmer. Yeah, well, I mean, I think for me, actually, you would be able to recognise a day when I've meditated and, and the odd days when I haven't. Mm. Um, because yeah. it's, it's to do with being reactive for me as well. I think I react better to situations. Um, you may know I have an online retail shop where I sell various holistic goodies, Peace Lily Healing on Etsy. And, you know, like any retailer, I'll get the occasional email, oh, my parcel's not arrived, it's lost in the post. Yeah. <laughs> and historically, I've got really stressed about these. And, oh, gosh, you know, when I have a bad review, this person's really upset. And Richard will be the rational one saying, <laughs> dude, like they're, probably, they're just wondering where it is. They just want some information. But on the days I've meditated, I respond really well. Yeah. And quite often, these customers will leave me five-star reviews because mm. I should be really nice and really helpful. Um, yeah, and I, and I think that's a very small example of just how the stress reaction is totally different. Yeah. Our reaction to things going going right or wrong. Um, yeah, I think I'm more playful, more lighthearted. Yeah. I appreciate more what we've got and the, just the simple things in life mm. more. And especially on those days when I have spent, you know, 30, 40 minutes in the morning really getting into the zone. I think my choices on those days are very different. Mm. What I want to spend my time on, how much time I spend on different things. Um, yeah, productivity in terms of kind of the long term plan definitely mm. improves where I think when I haven't done it, I'm much more reactive to um, what's happening now and what happened today and, and responsive rather than holding back and actually being more strategic. Yeah, that's a very good point, I think, because 
you tend to do your meditations in the morning yeah. and the, the clear obvious thing for me is um sometimes you may get up in a rush and then you'll start work and then you'll mm. be stressed you want to, you've got to have breakfast yeah and that's a bit of a vicious cycle and i think a lot of people do do that yeah uh for me i'm a little bit different i tend to <laughs> get gain stress throughout the day and then need it a bit later but if you do uh, going into your work or seeing a friend or whatever it is mm. you've got you're going to do for that day going into it less stressed or after you've meditated with a much clearer mind you're more likely to not make that mistake or send an email to the wrong person you're yeah. likely to react better to a stressful situation um, you may be doing a job that you have to concentrate on quite mm. a lot much easier to concentrate with a clearer mind and and that's that's so important yeah yeah and um you'll know that i'm not a morning person i'm very much a night owl and actually it's not my choice to do them in the morning but i know when i meditate in the morning that the day goes better yes and i actually understand that you know what if you set your day up right it's going to be a very different day and sometimes i look at the clock and think oh you know time's ticking on really i don't really have time to do this but i will still make myself do it because Mm. i know that the reward is going to be so much better a bit like exercising really um if i if i do it in the morning Mm. yeah so this is coming from a self-confessed not morning person if you're listening to this and you're not a morning person like me still do it (laughs) because it's great to do at the end of the day um it's reflective and you can feel good before you go to sleep but then you've not had the benefit of Mm. feeling good all day you just kind of get the benefit of feeling good Mm. just before you go to sleep or a couple of hours in the evening yeah well i'm not a morning person either but uh, i know that as soon as i'm up i'm having to get ready for work and go yeah Uh, but that's not an issue for me i'm used to that but as I said, I tend to have, I work that longer days, so in the middle of the day is perfect for me. Mm. Um, so yeah, you, you, I, I think it's important if you yeah. can note where your stressful time of the day or where, where you mm. start to flag in the day is. Well, I think you're a little bit different to me because you have split days really. We tend to work mm. in the mornings yes. and in the evenings. Yeah. So I can understand that it makes sense for you after that morning period to kind of take that as a break in a mindset shift yeah. for the few hours that you have off before you return to work. So that, yeah. that's a good tip actually. Think about where you have these natural breaks which are a mindset shift and maybe for some people that's coming mm. home from work before they start the evening and these are good periods to meditate too. But I think for me, the biggest takeaway for anybody listening to this is that anyone can meditate and you probably do meditate. We all have that hobby or thing that we do where we're just in the moment. And for most of us, it's when we're on holiday, on a sun lounger, just, you know, really taking in that sea air and the sunshine because we don't want to forget it and we want to hold on to this great place that we're in. We all can focus on something. You just don't recognise it most likely as meditation, whether that's, you know, building motorbikes or cooking or cross stitch (laughs) whatever that thing is for you that gives you your focus puts you into a meditative state so know that you can do it anyone can do it we all do do it it's just recognizing that and using that more and more to give you a better peace of mind so just to summarize uh this episode we've said that there are different ways to meditate you can meditate using your five senses using sound using silence using your breath and your body we talked about sometimes there are distractions that we just can't help so you can work with it and fit it into your day whether it's just a shower or washing up or just a couple of minutes it's also a great idea to fit it in at a time where you need a mindset shift 
We talked about there being many benefits to meditation, such as clear-mindedness and making better decisions. And a great place to start if you don't know where to start or you struggle with meditation is listening to some guided meditations where somebody else can lead you along and that can really help you to keep focus. The most important thing is that you can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah, and one of the important points for my, people like myself is just to start. Yeah. Uh, just deciding, okay, today this is what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter yeah. whether it's five minutes, two minutes, ten minutes. Yeah, don't wait for the just perfect do it. time. Yeah. <laughs> just do, do it. it. Get started yeah. and you'll realise that actually it's, it's a very lovely thing. Once you, once it's a Abs, habit. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And if you want some ideas for techniques, where to start and some philosophies behind it, then please do, please do access my free masterclass on stephclarkson.com. You can also head over to YouTube and type Steph Clarkson into the search bar and you'll find my channel there with guided meditations. And if you hit subscribe, you'll be the first to find out when a new one becomes available. I think that's all we've got time for today. So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you. Thank you very much, Steph. Thank you. And if you've got any ideas, any feedback, anything you'd like us to talk about in this podcast, then please do get in touch by emailing Stephanie Clarkson, therapies at outlook.com. Thank you for joining us and for allowing us to keep you company today. I've been Steph Clarkson. I'm Richard Mason. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.